Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of Will and Ted's Excellent Wrestling Rewind. I'm Ted. And I'm Will. And it's time to rewind. Wrestling fans, this is Ted, and as you guys may remember, this is Mike, and we're here for Will and Ted's Excellent Wrestling Rewind today, but we are sans Will because he is home with the flu. So, Will, best of you know, best of luck with everything, and we hope you feel better soon, but please don't bring that stuff into my home. How's it going, guys? Alright, so, Mike, we are here today to talk about AEW versus NXT, man, and, uh, you know, the it's been three weeks since the show really kicked off at this point, and... We've seen a lot of different takes coming up between the IWC and people that have been to live shows. Like yourself, you were just at the AEW show in Philly. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't really think that there's a war going on. Like okay. even in uh, in person when Cody was speaking, he didn't really refer to the WWE as competition or anything. He just re- referred to it as that place. Like, he's really taking a stand to try and move away from it. And I think a lot of people, when they interview him, are trying to drudge up a competition that really isn't there. Okay. Um, I, I think that that's fair. But in the eyes of the entire wrestling world, this is a war. WWE could have put NXT on any night of the week. They chose to put it on directly opposite of AEW. This is true, but you also have certain shows that are on USA that... They probably didn't want to budge on moving. Okay, so then why not put it on Tuesday nights where SmackDown was? Because they probably put something into that slot. No. I mean, listen, man, I I fully understand your perspective on it, but I just feel like as a wrestling culture, as a wrestling community, um, the majority of us just don't see it that way. Right now, honestly, like a, a rerun of Mr. Robot with their current season being their final season is... Probably outdoing the ratings for NXT hmm. on a Tuesday night. I would have to look. I would have to look that up um, to but. see to see if that's an accurate statement or not. But what I will say is that the show quality from both of these shows has been really high. Um, what I will say is that it's obvious to me that AEW is doing a better job than NXT on an almost week-to-week basis now, being in week three. But what I, what I want to say before you, before you get to your point here is that I really and truly feel that if there were no AEW, NXT would be the best wrestling show on television right now. Best wrestling show. But maybe just on skill. you got to understand, the internet wrestling community, as much as they think they rule the world, you guys really don't. Okay, elaborate. So, you may know who Finn Balor is, you may know who, you know, I'm trying to think of some names, like Tommaso Ciampa, and, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on the one guy's name, just because, you know, outside Adam of... Cole. Adam Cole. Um, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. These are all guys that were on Ring of Honor, who were on, you know, TV stations where... Like, literally, Ring of Honor right now, if you don't have cable, you have to wait until 12.30 at night to watch them on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. these guys aren't necessarily household names other than with the internet wrestling community. So, I think them drawing 700,000 people is a good thing. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. But the only thing that's keeping that show from growing is the fact that, to a regular casual wrestling fan, 
there's a ton of unfamiliar faces. It's like the same thing when um, when Ring of Honor started getting their cable TV show. Mm-hmm. And it was running the same day as Impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost certain that Impact did better ratings yeah. than Ring of Honor. And it's because yep. they had familiar guys. Yep. there's nothing there that I disagree with you about Um, but what I would say is that but hands down looking at the two shows um, I would say they're it's easier for NXT to outperform another program because NXT has what I think arguably would be a better better leadership stance in the backstage area. Okay. Guys that don't wrestle on top of book the events. So they don't have a sense of, okay, well, we have to wrestle tonight with these guys. Well, I want to get my stuff in. But we also got to get their stuff in, too. Like, it's, it's more, I think from a leadership standpoint... I think there's a lot more people willing to play bad cop at NXT and say, no, like, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Whereas in AEW, everybody's doing whatever they want. And, you know, it, it's great in some cases, but, I mean, the dark match, the, the eight-man tag, which you guys will see next week on YouTube from AEW, with Cody, the private party, um, and the Young Bucks, and... It was just, just kind of a cluster fudge, to be honest. Like so much stuff was going on in the ring that mm-hmm. it, it just became a spot fest, and it wasn't wasn't really great wrestling. Okay, so I want to ask you a couple questions, a couple follow up questions about that. Okay, um, so you were at this AEW show in Philadelphia this past Wednesday evening. Um, you, you just mentioned the term spot fest, which is something I say quite a lot on the channel. Um, do you there, there's a there's a big group of people out there right now that are still and and this is still kind of where I am although I'm starting to ease off of this position a little bit where I feel that AEW is really like independent wrestling on steroids and it's spot fests galore with very little storytelling happening as opposed to intricate storytelling happening perhaps too much so in WWE and not enough High-paced action. I think you're right, but the only reason why you're right is because they're still throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they won't have real hard-based numbers until about, give or take, two or three months of who's watching what. Because they can literally tell, like, looking at the ratings to see who's drawing and who's not drawing. Right. And uh, it was something that they did in WCW. And, uh... We all know how well that ended for them, though. Yeah, but that's because they weren't listening to the guy who was telling them that certain guys weren't drawing. Like, as much as I love the Vince Russo era, where, you know, Booker T got his chance at the title, and Jeff Jarrett got the chance, they were some of the worst Nielsen ratings. Right. Right. Okay, Mike, so I, I guess my next question has to be, before, when you were on our channel, and we filmed that, um, that one time in your living room, um back at the way beginning of the channel here, you had said to us that you believed that AEW was really just another impact. You didn't think it was going to grow beyond that. You thought that 
there wasn't a whole lot of hype, or that there was a whole lot of hype, but for no reason really. Um, can you tell me, does, has your position changed at all on that, or do you think that it's still in that playing field? No, I still think they're mirrored. I think what helps them too is that they're on a network that's easily accessible mm-hmm. through all cable packages. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I mean, Impact would have the same numbers, I believe, if they were still on, like, you know, a channel that was available widely to everybody. Right. Um, I also want to acknowledge the fact that I only follow shows for certain wrestlers that draw me to the shows. And usually, once their matches are over, I turn them off. Mm-hmm. So, like, for AEW, I'd watch just to see Cody wrestle. Mm-hmm. And for Impact, I don't even know if they're still there or not, but uh, I haven't really been able to watch them since they're not on TV, but the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much, I, I feel like they're still married. There's things that are different with each company, but for the most part, I don't see either of the companies rising above the one million to 2 million viewer Okay. I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, and with that, a lot of people don't understand how Nielsen ratings work. Mm-hmm. And what could end up happening is, it's like, I could watch it for five minutes, and I'll be counted as one view, and then I can switch to another thing, get counted for watching that, then switch back to AEW, and get counted again mm-hmm. as a viewer for that. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think that's where a lot of the the newer analytics for TV ratings are going to come into play now, where they talk about unique views. Um, yeah. But we won't get that data until a little bit further down the road. So what I will, and, and you said earlier, you don't think this is a war. I respect that. I really do. However, I want to ask you the question. Okay. If the rest of the wrestling world is calling this the Wednesday Night Wars, I want to go through week by week and see who you think is winning. Okay. Okay. So, who do you think won week one, as in the first week that AEW was on and NXT had its first two-hour show on USA? Well, if you're a logical person, you look at numbers, and you see that, uh, you know, obviously, AEW had more viewers. Mm -hmm. But, for a product that has a bunch of who I consider no names, just based on the fact that they're basically guys that wrestled for independent federations that are now with WWE. I think that for NXT to get a million viewers on a bunch of faces that not a lot of people are familiar with Mm -hmm. in the regular wrestling community, not just the internet wrestling community, I think week one, NXT did a better job of promoting itself than AEW because NXT had more room to grow. Okay. Um, I would say that as far as week one's concerned, I think AEW did a better job in terms of production value and in terms of what we got out of the show. Um, but I agree with your standpoint that they have less no names to talk about. You know, they don't have Chris Jericho. They don't have Cody Rhodes. They don't have Dustin Rhodes, you know. Yeah. And, and those are household names in the wrestling world. And I think that that plays a huge part in what we're seeing from AEW currently. Although I've got to say, we haven't seen a lot of Dustin on TV. Not a lot. We've seen a little bit, but not a lot. I feel like 
he may be in a position for special events and booking. Okay, that's fair. That's like fair. He, he wrestled in the dark match segment that's going to be on YouTube next week with his brother. Um, he was, in my opinion, pretty much well protected in the match. Like at one point, you've got seven of the eight guys in the ring wrestling around, and he's standing there with the tag team rope in the corner. Like he's the only guy that's not breaking the rules. <laughs> right. Like, Right, and that's been a common criticism is that the guys in AEW, like, once the rules break out, it's like, well, they follow this this time limit draw thing to the letter of the law, but well, but the rest of the rules of the company aren't necessarily applying. Like, like, it, like some of the stuff that they did was a little weird, like in uh, Chris Jericho's match. If it's if it's a street fight, there's no rope break. Ah, so actually, this was clarified by the guys over at What Culture. I know you don't like the guys over at What Culture. I still watch them. But what they what they came up with is that is the distinction between a falls count anywhere match or a no holds barred match mm. and a street fight is that a street fight still has to end in the ring and therefore rope breaks apply because the ending has to take place in the ring. I guess, but if there's no disqualification, why bother having the three count? Uh, I'm just saying, gimmick matches have never been my favorite thing when it comes down to those little intricate rules. I mean, I think you should just have a no-DQ match. You can have a cage match where the only way you can win is by getting up over the cage and getting out first. You know, no going through the door, no pinfall or submission in the cage. Like, you know, and you know who convoluted all that was WCW. WCW convoluted all those special types of matches. Yeah. Um, One of the only things I thought was a little weird about the show was... uh, I think other than the one or two dark segment matches, it was all tag team matches until the till the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like tag team wrestling, but it started feeling like uh, I don't know if any like have you played the SmackDown games from the early two thousands? Oh yeah, absolutely. Booker. And it's like, okay, well, this is a throwaway week, so I'm going to use all my guys in tag team matches. Right. Like, I understand they have a tournament coming up for their uh, their tag titles and everything, but, like, some of the matches were just... Well, one of the matches went on way too long, and it was Dino Boy and whatever the other Jungle one, Boy and... Jungle and, Boy uh, and uh, the little kid. Yeah. Who, I'm hearing rumors that he's actually 23. Yeah. Yeah. So. 22 or 23. But, um, like, it, it definitely went on about 10 more, 5 or 10 more minutes than what it needed to be. So it made me feel like one of the matches that was in the earlier card probably ran short. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right, let's, let's try and steer our way back. We tend to ramble a little bit when it's you and I on the show. Um, week two. So not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before that. Who do you think wins? AEW. I think hands down that's an absolute truth. I, I was I did my best to flick back and forth between the shows. Um, unfortunately, their their commercial breaks are almost like timed together. It's crazy. Like they want you there the whole time. I, if, I, if I'm WWE, I'm being smart and programming yeah, that's, during those commercial breaks. But that's neither here nor there. Um, the one cool thing about AEW uh, with their commercial breaks during the show it was during the entrances. 
Yeah. It wasn't towards the matches. Yeah, and I think that that's awesome. I think that's really cool. Um, but the matches that I did see on NXT last week, they were squash matches. They were like four or five minute blips. Like, uh, okay, here's another match. Okay, here's another match. Which I think they corrected. Arguably, this AEW week. is doing the same thing. Um, like, I literally, seeing who was coming into the ring for these tag matches, especially the tag tournament matches, I'm like, okay. That guy's going to lose. Those two are going to lose. Those two are going to lose. Those two are going to lose. Those two. Like, I was able to predict the entire show just by looking at the guys. I mean, they had the guys that were beaten by, uh... <sighs> SCU? No, 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 not SCU. It was, Lucha uh... Bros. It was the guys that were on, uh... WWE's. They were on WWE and they were buried by the, uh... The Viking experience. Oh, I don't know. But I'm just saying, it was like a random tag team that... Oh, well, the, the LAX had, like, a, a squash match. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was but, but I think that's more that's more to... I think that's more to push LAX than anything else. Yeah. Because LAX isn't in the tag t- in the tag title tournament. So I think that what will end up happening is we'll get the winner of this tag team tournament, they'll get crowned champions, and LAX will be the first people to challenge for it because they're part of the inner circle. Well, A.K.A. NWO 2.0. Their first big match is uh, supposed to be against the Young Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, at the full gear, which I think will be a great match because those guys can all go. And I think that they'll put on a well-paced match that has lots of big spots in it that'll entertain fans. But I think that that is a large part of what we're seeing from AEWs, as we talked about earlier. Just, it's it's becoming a lot of spot fest wrestling. And, I mean, I've had arguments with people on our Twitter about this. I want to see AJ Lee versus Ricochet, and then I don't want to see it ever again. Well, that's how stories are developed, guys. I tell you what, for being spot fest... The one thing that really let me down, I was looking forward to seeing some flippy stuff from Pac. Not one bit. He did one dive out the ring, that's it. He is very much making his way from being known as like the acrobat to being a well-grounded technical wrestler. Yeah. Which is great and all, but if he still has the ability to do that stuff, you gotta at least give the fans a little a little taste so yeah. they feel satisfied. Like I'm not saying do the red arrow, but at least do the backflips to the corner. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Um, so I, I would agree with you that AEW won hands down in week two. I would say AEW won in week one, you say NXT. So we're kind of split right down the middle right now. This week. I didn't see anything from NXT because I was at the show. Okay. And honestly... I, this is going to be embarrassing, I don't watch NXT, I read about NXT. Okay. Every once in a while, I'll throw in one of their matches if something, you know, if somebody like sways me to like watch something, but for the most part, I have no interest in seeing, and I know a lot of people are very adamant on it not being this, but NXT is a developmental program. There is a reason why there are 600,000 viewers instead of the main show having like 2 million viewers. And it's because nobody knows who these guys are other than the IWC. So. All right. So, sleeves are rolled up. Let's Let's talk. Um... So I, I truthfully believe that NXT wins this week. Um, I think that the match quality went in NXT's favor with the exception of 
the women's match, but I think that those two women's matches, the women's championship match at AEW, which didn't look good. It didn't look good live either. Okay. And the, the soon, NXT women's match did not look great either. As much as they think Rio is over, it's kind of that uh, that moment when uh, what's his name came out for WWE, the dude with the the dancer when they Fandango. Yeah, like they're cheering it, but they're cheering it ironically. Like that was a bad match. That was absolutely a bad match, and I feel like they're booking Rio to kind of make fun of Daniel Bryan's run. I think that could be true. I think that Daniel Bryan's so well-respected, though. Okay, so Rio, the entire time that I was sitting there watching this match, um, you could tell that it's kind of an allegory for Daniel Bryan. Like, little, small, scrawny, 80-pound thing is throwing a pound around people that are, like, three times her size. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, getting the pin and everything. And... I don't know if AW even notices this, but she was kind of the butt of the joke throughout the entire crowd. And I, I'm not knocking her talents. Like, obviously, I can't do what she does in the ring because I'm not a professional wrestler. That being said, you're supposed to book things convincingly. And she's not convincing anybody. Okay. Um, by the way, did you know that Britt Baker is a dentist? Yes. Are you sure you knew? Yes. Are you positive? From what her gimmick is? She's a dentist. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> the two women's matches were... You know, I forgot, I don't know if I mentioned this, but did you know that Britt Baker's a dentist? <laughs> uh... <laughs> The two women's matches, I think, were, were actually right on par with each other. I don't think either of them were particularly good this week. There but was I do a think the third they're... match that you'll see on the dark segment next week. Okay. Where it was uh, Nyla Rose and uh, Blue Pants. Okay. And uh, poor Blue Pants. <laughs> poor Blue Pants got, uh, got thrown around like a sack of potatoes. Well, they had to make her look strong again because they had Rio beat her in super, you know, superplex her last week. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, I think that the match quality was actually better. We got more. We got tag team wrestling galore, which is cool because we don't get tag team wrestling galore on WWE programming yeah, right now. But when it's every match, it brings me back to that year that Triple H was like trying to push tag team wrestling. Yes. Like hardcore. Yes. It brings me back to SmackDown. In the early 2000s, when you had Los Guerreros and World's Greatest Tag Team and the Batram Brothers and the, hey guys, go have fun, you know, go kill each other a little bit. Hala, hala, hala. Yeah. So, ultimately, I think that NXT actually won this round. And I would encourage you to watch Dominic Dijakovic, okay, and um, now I can't remember his name. But it was the fifth match of this series that they've had that they've been having. It was a knockdown, drag out brawl. Two guys that just know how to work with each other, and they are just phenomenal with each other. So I really think that you should take the time to go watch that match at the bare minimum. Okay. 
Okay, so before we uh, before we wrap up here, I do want to make some some predictions. I know that Will made a prediction that he sent to you and I, saying that AEW runs NXT off the air back to the network within two years. And here's my my point to that. I think that the net, I think that the network is the safety. It's the safety net for NXT because even though they're only getting 700,000 viewers on Wednesday night, on Thursday afternoon it's available for them on the network. So subscribers are like, well, I don't even have to DVR it. I can just go back and watch it on the network. And I feel like that on-demand thing is going to take away from this ratings war that we're all expecting to be the determining factor of what happens here. Well, I think one of the things that really helps... uh... AEW is that right after it's over, they show it again for the second time. Just like old school WCW used to do. I I would be really interested to see the numbers for the last year of WCW when Raw would go off the air and people would just flip over and watch WCW because it was available. Yep. Yep. And combine those numbers with WCW's numbers and see who really made out. Right. Yeah, I think that that would be... Some people, especially like me, just watched both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was happy. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite nights of wrestling that I ever watched was when uh, Bischoff did the tournaments. Yep. For all the belts, and Lance Storm just whooped everybody's ass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right, so Predictions. Do you have any predictions for how this is going to shake out? Um, I think AEW is going to be fine. I think they're going to be at 1 million viewers for the entirety of their run and their existence. Say, parring anything happens, and I think they should be happy with 1 million viewers because that's what the market is right now. The, the you're, There's no lapsed fans. You either liked wrestling and you stuck with it, or you grew up. Like, I still talk to people that are like, oh, that's still that's still a thing. They still do that. Yeah. And it's just because that's the way it is. And people can either accept it or they can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be another boom. Um, well, technically, this is a boom because... Yeah, because we're just getting the most amount of wrestling that we've had yeah, in a decade. Virtually almost every day. But, uh, I mean, if you take all the numbers and combine them, yeah, it's a boom. There's a lot of faces watching the products. But, um, do you want to do, like, creative predictions? No, I, I want to do predictions about where we're going to be. Um, so I think that a year from now, I think that a year from now that we will see that you're right that AEW will hover around a million viewers and that NXT will actually still trickle down a little bit in terms of Nielsen ratings to like 650, 600,000 viewers. But I think that NXT will be just fine because it's also pulling the crowd over to the WWE network. And so while USA might not be happy with that 650, 600,000 viewer mark, I think that what will end up happening if NXT were pushed back to the network, like Will thinks that it'll be still a two-hour show 
on the WWE Network, and it'll be live, and it'll be every Wednesday, and then anyone that wants to watch it will just watch it, and they'll take the total number of views I that they get, and that'll be the, the true indicator. I don't necessarily think it'll be live. There's too much money in going live. Mm. And especially with... Uh, with a lot of people not really happy with what's going on with WWE, with their booking and everything like that, and or just ask Eric Bischoff. There, he was made a scapegoat. He didn't even get a chance to do any creative. Decisions. I know, I know. It's been all Bruce Pritchard this whole time anyway. And now that it's like, well, bye, Eric Bruce, you got the job. Yeah, like, uh. Uh, like if you listen to eighty-three weeks, like he he admits that he messed up on some things, and. This is stuff that he did good on. He just did it because he just dove in. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is missing right now. But that's for a whole other episode. whole other episode. Agreed. But, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, I will say this. I don't want to see like six months of Jericho as champion. He's, yeah. he's reached the point where he's in arguably worse shape than Impact Sting. Like, he was wow. gassed most in the match. That's a bold statement. Well, I think somebody finally nutted up and told him to wear a t-shirt in his matches. And I mean, the opening night of AEW, he was completely gassed. On the ring. On the rope. Because that was the only thing that could hold him up. I, um... I'm not going to say that you're wrong, but I'm going to say that I think that that's a very bold, bold statement. That's how I'm going to leave that. All right, folks. Well, this has been our conversation about the Wednesday Night Wars and where we're at currently. Um, Once again, Will, we hope you feel better soon and that we will catch up with you relatively quickly. Uh, If you guys haven't checked out some of the other stuff on the channel, please do so. And please, if you've liked the content in today's video, remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Push out the product to other people. We always want to get more people in the family and get more people in the know. We want to hear from you guys on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube. So please, please, please go ahead and comment. By the way, right now, if you go ahead and watch Will's and my top 10 tag teams of all time video, and you comment with your number one tag team of all time in the comments, then we will give you a shout out on the next time that Will and I film the show. So please go ahead and do that now. And uh, guys, it's been great talking to you. Mike, thank you for being with us again today. It's been much appreciated. And uh, we will catch you guys next time.